You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Talking about the same kind of team here, are we? <laughs> that is from American Pie 3. Oof, that's a, that's a deep cut. Oh, Steve Stifler. <laughs> oh, my. I want you playing You're cleanup for me. <sighs> wow. Oh, man. Good thing this has been another super normal week in 2020. That's right. Especially in the world of football where is there a story anywhere? <laughs> I don't other, know. Other than still nobody's bought Newcastle. <laughs> oh, I don't know why that just made me laugh so hard. I was like, oh. damn, did, did, did I just break this thing? Oh, man. I was not expecting that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, we won't talk about that tonight on the Important Affair podcast, but we'll talk about other things. Uh, welcome to episode 329 of the AFA pod. I'm Edward Green. Joined as always by McCall and Crime West Bradshaw. Um, as mentioned, things happened this week, both on the pitch and off the pitch in Europe. And uh, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be great. Um, we had two finals. One was good. One, eh, not so much. Um, it was fine. And not really the one you thought would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so there's that. Uh, we'll, of course, have the big transfer news that's been coming out over the last couple of days and showing once again why this is Wes Bradshaw's favorite time of year, even though normally we'd be playing Premier League matches right now. It's the uh, most wonderful time of the year. It's not Capital One Bowl Week, I'll tell you that for free. Um, not this year. Not this year. Um, so we'll begin to that, and it'll be a lot of fun had by all, except probably Harry Maguire's lawyers. So with that, I uh, want to say, of oh, course, hey. yes. Uh, with that, I want to say thanks to NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. Um, all right, let's talk about the matches first. Um, Champions League final. We hyped it up because you know this is always what happens. Um. What's the old saying in soccer? Two teams play for 90 minutes, and at the end, the Germans win. There you go. Hey, that's that's pretty much what happened here over in the uh, the conclusion of the longest Champions League ever. Um, it's Bayern Munich 1, PSG 0. Uh, Kingsley Coleman, the eventual match winner for Bayern, uh, as they move into like a tie. everybody thought it would be. Oh, absolutely. On this team, of course. Um, as uh, as Baron moves into a tie for third all time in terms of uh, European Cup tr- or European Cup trophies, major mm-hmm. European competition trophies. 
is what we No, no, I'm just call the European Cup. Okay, I, I I keep forgetting that one and what the Europa Cup used to be called. It used to be the that was the UEFA Cup. Thank you. All right, so there we go. Uh, so the European Cup. It's a, the European Cup slash Champions League. Yes, and uh, which Bayern Munich has now won six times, along with a team who whose name escapes me at the moment. I I it never happens to me. I, I for sure should have known who this was. Oh man, Wes, do you know who this was? I know who the real still champions of Europe are because we didn't win those single elimination tournament. <laughs> we did it the uh, real way, over two legs, going uphill both matches. <laughs> Just like my pappy used to walk to school. Uh, but does it count since you lost in a double uh, double leg tie? No, because it shows the true fortitude of your team that you can't just throw everything into one match. It takes strategy over <laughs> yes. two legs. That's where it's really at, man. Bucks. All right, we'll get, we'll get to that a little bit later on and once we hit news and notes as well. But um, yeah, so uh, there were a couple chances for each team. Neither one really had great chances. Uh, PSG also didn't have that much of the ball either, which was not terribly surprising, I guess, against a team like Bayern Munich, who's been just throttling teams lately. Um, and ever since, even before, I guess, basically this entire 2020, it's the only good thing that's happened has been Bayern Munich's reascendance into uh, basically, basically ever since Hansi Flick came on. There you go. Um, he takes over and wins them uh, the Bundesliga as well as the Champions League. Um, Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria failed to get their Champions League title uh, with PSG. Um, I don't know. I guess moving uh, around. Don't PSG. forget they, they they won the Pokal as well. They were they were a treble winner. Yes, that's true. Oh, did they win the Pokal? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I thought somebody else had won it for some reason. I might be thinking of something. Oh, all I've been hearing is they won the treble. So I might be thinking of La Liga. Um, yeah, it was La Liga. But, was a different one. Yeah. Um, the PSG obviously feeling, I think, pretty good about their performance over the entirety of the Champions League. Um, getting back to a final first time with this sort of group, I guess you'd call it, quote unquote, um, with this ownership group bringing them in here. Um, and, and finally getting rid of some of the shackles of the inability to uh, to really make it deep in the Champions League, unlike other teams who will go nameless in this podcast. Um, but I don't know. It, it was it was fine. It, it was an all right Champions League final. Um, I, I guess it was a little, you know, last year's wasn't super great either. Um, it was interesting at times, but it wasn't super good <coughs> football at, at a lot of points. Um, I don't know. When was the last good, like really good Champions League final? Um, I well, I mean... Liverpool and Madrid had moments. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was a 3-1, which was a little... <clears throat> I mean, there were at least a few goals in it. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Bale just had those two worldies. Oh, yeah. Overall, I didn't think that was a great match. Um, obviously marred by the Sergio mm-hmm. Ramos uh, bullshit that he does. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you think that <clears throat> obviously one sticks out to me was Istanbul. I mean, shit, six goals. <laughs> uh, that was pretty damn sick. Um, you know what? Okay, I, I think it's uh, 2016 uh, Real and Atletico goes, which went to penalties. 
Um, also not super great the whole time, and extra time really sucks some of that out. But that was, I don't know, that's probably the best one we've had in, in the last seven, eight years, I'd say, offhand. And even that one, I mean, even that one, you know, other kind of did their thing. And yeah. I don't know. You know, it's really tough in the Champions League final. Yeah. Because I think everyone almost goes into it trying just not to get beat. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't matter how you win it as long as you win it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they're almost like more remembered for moments. Mm-hmm. Match, as opposed to just 90 minutes of pure entertainment because no one's willing to play like that. Yeah. Um, I guess the Dortmund Bayern one, uh, mm-hmm. 2-1 back in 2013. That was that was a good one. Um there's, there's been a couple, but there's also been some blowouts and just some uh, I think you're exactly right though. Um uh, as we talk for, I don't know, 10 minutes about everything but the actual Champions League final that took place this past Sunday. Uh, Wes, did you have any thoughts uh, on the final itself? <clears throat> End of the day, Byron obviously were the better team. Mm-hmm. But man, that said, PSG had their opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, just didn't finish well enough. I think in the second half, when it started getting desperate, you saw the the new Neymar kind of revert back to the old Neymar. Yeah. Rolling around, looking for fouls, trying to make everything happen by himself, not trusting his teammates. Um, you know, that was kind of my takeaway from their performance. On the Munich side, I mean, to me, it was all Manuel Neuer. Neuer was just denying everything. Yeah. Yeah, he did have a good save on Neymar's match. Yeah, I don't think I don't even think that you know PSG were bad per se. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, you know, Neuer was had such good position and re- reflexes on a couple of shots, and you know they just they just didn't have a chance trying to beat him on the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I end think that's day. fair. At the end of the day, once again, I mean, the Munich was definitely the better of the two teams. So the best team won, but I mean PSG definitely. I don't think PSG embarrassed themselves by any means. No, not um, they had a chance to cover themselves in glory. They didn't quite make that happen, but um, you know PSG definitely proved that this project, whatever it is, you know, it, it isn't for. It isn't just an underachieving. Mm-hmm. Group. They they have achieved something. They just ran into a team that was better than them on the day. Yeah, and that that is that is the unfortunate reality. I think that they did. They finally did what they should have been doing the last few years, and they beat the teams they needed to beat. Mm-hmm. And and there's no shame. This is the same thing we would have, I think, to an extent, said about Manchester City if they had fallen in a close match against Baird in the semifinals. Like, yes, you didn't make the final, but you fell to a great team and you played well. And that's, that's at the end of the day, if you can't win, that's, that's all you can ask for. Um, so yeah, I, I think PSG for the first time in a while in the Champions League did very, very well for themselves and uh, hopefully can take this into next season. 
Um, and we'll see what kind of team they have coming back next season. Obviously, there's things up in the air, but I, I feel like after this, there there may be a renewed sense of optimism to start to try and keep this group together and and make another run at it and uh, and even increase their, who they have in, coming. So uh, we'll see. But yes, another Champions League is in the books, and uh, we'll have to see now. And I guess. I don't know, a couple weeks, uh, 2021 uh, Champions League starts to kick off. Um, Hasn't it already started? <laughs> uh, qualifying has, yes. Yes, yeah. it has. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I'm getting I'm getting daily reminders on my phone about matches going on that I, two teams that I care nothing about. So, hey, maybe we'll see one of them in the final. Um, we did have another final that was very exciting, and that was Sevilla versus Inter Milan Four goals in the first half between the two teams. Uh, Romelu Lukaku getting it started off very early on in the fifth minute uh, after an early Sevilla penalty. But the Spaniards did come back uh, getting two goals in the first half from Luke de Jong. And then Lukaku ends up being the scapegoat for Inter as he has an own goal in the 74th minute to give Sevilla the 3-2 edge um obviously other big news around this match was uh inter milan with antonio conte at the helm um he will be staying on it seems for another year at inter to continue this project um and unfortunately for them could not end the season with a with a title in the europa league but sevilla as they seem to do pretty much every time they get to this point just find a way to win in the europa league final and and get back into the champions league that way um, this is, uh, this is the Sevilla tournament. It doesn't matter who the manager is or who the players are. It seems like you pull on that Sevilla shirt, uh, they get in this tournament. They, they do what they do. Um, yeah, uh, Sevilla just on the day, they were, they, they looked more locked and loaded and ready to rock and roll in this match. Um, enter... I mean, on paper, Inter were definitely a better team. Inter just seemed to have this little switch that flips when they're in big moments. They're not quite <laughs> ready for the big moments. So, well, they they used to call the SNL cast and not quite ready for primetime players. <laughs> and I mean, so, I mean, for Inter, that's kind of where they are right now. And it's not taking that away from. I mean, they're a really good team. They're Inter are easily one of the top ten teams in the world. Um, and probably overall are better than Sevilla, but on the day, Sevilla was ready. They knew what to do. They took advantage of the opportunities. And um, unfortunately for Lukaku, he was on the end of that own goal. And unfortunately for Inter, they were on the end of a losing effort with another trophy on the line. Yeah. Shame for them. Um, I think one of the things that keeps sticking out every time you see an Inter match is is just how many familiar names there are on this team, uh, and not just even in the starting lineup, but on the bench mm-hmm. as well. Um, this is this is like Eng- England's cats off. England's island of misfit toys is now Inter Milan. Um, but uh, yeah, so they 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 look to be building something with Conte at the helm, and they'll be continuing that into next season. Um, we do have one more match coming up this Saturday. I just think I'm so glad I looked ahead of the schedule because otherwise I wouldn't have known. Um, hey, it's the Community Shield. The, First chance. Yeah, it's the big one. 
It is a big deal. Uh, It will be Arsenal after their win in the FA Cup. I don't know, like a couple weeks ago now. Uh, Versus Liverpool, the current title holders of England. Um, Going off in a a match against each other for their first chance at silverware in the 2020-2021 season. Um, So, Wes, if you'd like to give a quick preview of that match, I know that Liverpool have already been um, rounding into form in the preseason. That's what Baron or not Baron uh, Bleacher Report keeps notifying me of. <laughs> um, and uh, and I know that there may have been a little bit of an injury scare in their in their latest match. But uh, how are you feeling? Go into your first chance to win yet another trophy for for Jurgen Klopp's men. Um, this is one that Klopp does not have yet. So obviously they should be going all out to win it. Um, Last year, they lost on penalties to City in the Community mm-hmm. Shield. Uh, this year, they come in as the champions and uh, will host the FA Cup winners, the uh, Woolwich Arsenal. Um, Liverpool played two preseason matches this past week in, uh, in France, mm-hmm. and um, they beat Stuttgart convincingly and then found themselves down 2-0 to... Uh, RB Salzburg, uh, of course, a team that they played some really memorable matches in the group stage of the Champions League this past year. Apparently, that was a really nice relationship between uh, those two. And um, they hooked up. Salzburg took a 2-0 lead at halftime. Two Rian Brewster second-half goals pulled the Reds level. Um, the big takeaway from that match. Now, of course, in, those match- in both of those matches, Klopp pretty much switched his entire team out at halftime both times. <laughs> So, you know, you take everything for what it's worth. It's preseason, right? Um, the big scare point was um, Virgil van Dyke having to leave with a busted open head. Apparently he's fine. He's okay. He's good to go. Uh, there was no Trent down in, uh, in, in France. He was not on the preseason tour due to a niggling injury. Um, so uh, hoping that Trent will be back for the Community Shield. I've heard there's a good chance he could be back for the Community Shield. So that would be good. But other than that, um, I mean, everything I heard coming out of camp was, you know, it was a good camp. It was tough. It was the way Klopp likes to run it. Um, <laughs> we, we already have a James Milner moment of the year uh, in the first match against uh, Stuttgart. Um, Costas Samakis, I don't know if I said his name right, I don't have it in front of me, um, our new uh, left-back signing. Uh, he and Milner were linking up down the left side. Uh, Costas didn't pass to Milner on his overlap. And being in a complete, basically a completely empty ground, mic'd up, uh, Milner um, said something along the lines of, fucking hell, Costas. <laughs> and it was caught all over a microphone, and it's been played over like a billion times, and people just die laughing. I mean, Miller's oh. fucking hell. Oh, man. It's fantastic. Um, so our Millie moment already of the year. Um, but other than that, Klopp played a strong side in the first half of both matches. Uh, a little worrying with what happened against Salzburg, but, you know, once again... It is still preseason. You can't put so much stock in it. But um, Liverpool will definitely have their first real test of the season with uh, Arsenal coming up this week for the Community Shield. And that that will be interesting also from the Arsenal side, given how 
influx their roster could be going forward as we head back into the start of the Premier League season in a couple weeks here. Um, very interested to see what kind of lineup Mikel Arteta lines up uh, for this for this trophy tri- uh, for this trophy try. So we'll see about that because obviously we've heard reports that. The, 10, 11 people from Arsenal could be on the chopping block and be sold. Uh, Aubameyang, as far as we know, hasn't been officially given a contract extension. So, I, I don't know. This is this is going to be a very interesting match, just to see who even plays for Arsenal. Um, and, and then who survives until the, uh, the Premier League season. Um, so that, we'll of course talk about that next week, and the results of that on the podcast here. Uh, as we hit the news and notes now, um, you know what? Let's start with happier things. I guess ha- technically happier things. Um, so we've been we've been hearing this a lot the last couple of years that you know the last I don't know six seven years maybe even. Um, Lionel Messi, he's done at Barcelona. He's out. It's done. He's going. He's going out somewhere. He's going to England. He's gonna he's gonna join Manchester City. It's happening. Maybe now it actually is. Maybe now it finally actually is. Uh, tons of reports coming out um, that Lionel Messi will be leaving Barcelona to join Manchester City. Um, that is not the only team that has tried, of course, to get his services after he informed the club he wants to leave. Uh, Inter have, of course, uh, tried to go for him and would just be another feather in Antonio Conte's uh, quiver that he could use. Um, there's also talks of PSG going up and where he could relink up with Neymar after they were teammates at Barcelona. Um, and then, of course, there's City, where, as, uh, as uh, Ian Dark said, I believe on Twitter it was today, um, something about uh, Lionel Messi finally being free. And it'll just be interesting to see who can, wor- uh, who can work with uh, financial fair play to try and sign him. And, of course, predictably, almost every reply is like, oh, well, financial play is a joke. Um, which brings us to Manchester City, which seems like his most logical destination. He would be re- uh, hooking up with Pep Guardiola, who, of course, managed him uh, in their first go-around at Barcelona. There's been talk that part of that deal could send uh, Messi to Manchester City, and then after three years, he would go run the rest of his career out at NYCFC, a part of NMLS, um, and, and try to grow the game here in America. Um, but Wes, this is this is a fascinating story. And as many times as we've heard, could Barcelona or could Lionel Messi finally leave Barcelona? It looks like this time the answer seems to be a resounding yes. And I, I just don't see him, though, if he does end up leaving, going anywhere but Manchester City, no matter what. <laughs> any other reports say this this seems like it's going to get done first off let's give a big round of applause to ronald kuman for um for <laughs> oh, no. no 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 this isn't this isn't even hitting on ronald kuman okay. he did what they brought him in to do he he is gonna take the hits he did oh, he no. did what no one else has had the balls to do he is gonna take the hit for pushing messi out of barcelona oh no poor ronald but you know what? He knew that he knew what he was doing when he signed up. You know, he knows this is basically yeah. this is a one year he's a one year manager. And here's the thing. I, I I truly think that he he understands that he completely understands he's here for a season. Because no one in their right mind who is trying to make a long term 
run at Barcelona is pushing Messi out. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, you know, in the short term, Kuman is going to take the arrows. He's going to take the hits. You know, it's kind of like the end of the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> when Batman's running and he says, you know, he'll do it because I, I'm paraphrasing because we need him. We need him to mm-hmm. do it and because he can take it. Cummins, you got to take it, man. And uh, really have me a little bit of bravo to him because, I mean, who else has the guts in this world to tell Messi, well, you know, here's the deal. You know, take it or leave it. So, um, but as far as Messi, um, it, it completely seems like Manchester City will be the destination. Mm-hmm. Um, reunites with Pep, gets his new start somewhere else. Obviously, Messi's complete brilliance. We know that. I just I, I kind of have a few little reservations about the Premier League with him. Um, what what are those res- reservations, Sir West? Well, I mean, one thing with Messi, Messi's not much of a physical player. Messi, hmm? Messi really has excelled in the point where a team is completely built around him, and him kind of doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um. He basically has a free role to do what he wants at Barcelona. That's what has kind of turned into an issue with some of the bigger signings that they brought in, it, and, you know, with Griezmann, with um, Coutinho. It's like, why did you sign these guys when basically Messi, what Messi wants to do just takes away from what those guys do? You know, you're basically taking them out of their position that you just paid a combined like nearly – 250 million pounds to bring in. You know, why mm-hmm. did you do it when Messi just does it? Um, and now he's going to go to City where, I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously Leo Messi walks into City starting 11. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, Leo Messi basically walks into any team in the world starting 11. Um, but physically, you know, the, the Premier League, they run harder. They, in no uncertain terms, they hit a little harder. It's a more, oh, yeah. it's a more athletic pressing game than what Spain does right now. You know where Messi kind of, you know, Messi can kind of chill out and get up for about ten matches a year where he really needs to get up for it in Spain. And other than that, just let his technical brilliance just take over. You know, there there are no real off days in the Premier League. Everybody comes mm-hmm. at you. Everybody brings you your best. Um, I mean, look at some of the matches City has lost. You know, mm-hmm. It's not just that they lose to a Liverpool or to a Manchester United. You know, I mean, Norwich and Bournemouth and those kind of teams are giving them all kinds of problems from time to time. And it's because everybody gets in your face and plays hard. And Messi's just not used to that on a week-in, week-out basis. Mm-hmm. And all of that, I mean, this is Leo Messi. I'm sorry to say it, he's getting older. He's not the yeah. same guy he was physically five years ago when he was at his peak. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the um, the decline, the declining Messi is still better than 99 and a half out of 100 players. <laughs> yes. Um, 
but you know, at the same time, you're just you're going to have <clears throat> you're going to have everybody coming at them. And by the way, now you put Messi in this league. Uh, who do you think has the biggest target maybe ever on their back? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because every single guy wants to make their name on Messi now. Mm-hmm. And in Spain, it was one thing because you know at Bar- Bar- he was so protected at Barcelona because they were never really challenged. Once again, other than maybe those half dozen matches a year. Well, now it's going to be weekend. We got, I mean, Leeds United is coming up. You think Leeds aren't going to, yeah. I mean, Leeds are going to try to run everybody into the ground. That's how they are. Uh, and, and that's the team that's come up from the bottom. West Brom is going to play you hard as hell. They're coming up from the bottom. Um, you know, you even, you look at an Aston Villa who survived the Brighton Hove Albion. I mean, those teams, they come ready to play. Yeah. Um, Sheffield. Oh God, yeah. I mean, Burnley. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I can't uh, wait to see Lionel Messi play Burnley. Oh, and now here's the dream. Here's the dream: a Tuesday night League Cup <laughs> match in Stoke. Oh, cool. Leo on a Tuesday night in Stoke. <laughs> now we'll oh. really know if he's the greatest. Yes. Ball Can he do it on a rainy night in Stoke? Finally, finally. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there there are so many storylines if that's where he ends up. And then once again, when it comes down to just how he plays the game, this isn't you know suddenly this is Manchester City. This is one of the top teams of the world that without Leo Messi was already one of the top teams in the world. And you know, this team is not built around and for Lionel Messi. He is going to have to come in, and you would figure he's going to have to try to come in and assimilate with this team. I mean, you know, this is a team of you know, Kevin De Bruyne and you know, Aguero and Raheem Sterling. Um, you know, Messi, this is a team that does just damn fine without having to make Lionel Messi the center point of everything they do. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that works, especially for somebody like Kevin De Bruyne. Now, I mean, your mouth can water in some of the things that De Bruyne and Messi can do together. But the thing is, to me, Messi likes to be that creator where at City, you've already got maybe the best creator in the world in Kevin De Bruyne. What's that dynamic going to be? Absolutely. I mean, there, there are so many, you know, bringing in new players. There's always the question when you bring in new players of how they assimilate. Well, now you're bringing in a player. You're not just bringing in a player. You're not even just bringing in a star player. You're bringing in one of the three biggest celebrities in the world <laughs> or, or most well-known, you know, people in the world. And not only that, a guy who's arguably the greatest football player of all time and you just you know that the thought is, you know, do you have to defer to Leo Messi here on a team that doesn't play like that? Are you going to have to defer to Messi just because he's messy? Absolutely. This could get, dare I say, a little messy. <laughs> wow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the dad jokes are flying. I'm, I'm here all week. Um. I think there's two big things that I, my takeaway would be if if this does happen and and he does go to City. 
The first is this is this is this city's team last roll of the dice. As far as as far as their ultimate goal of winning the Champions League. This is it, in my opinion. Now, granted, there, of course, we already said Messi is getting up there in years. He's 33 years old. He granted still amazing at 33, but still he is 33 years old. But who, who, where do you go from here and said, well, you know what? Lionel Messi wasn't enough to get us to the Champions League final, but you know who is? Like, like where, where is the next jump for Manchester City? And I think that if, if this reunification of Messi and Pep doesn't go well, I think that's it. I think that this, this core with Pep at the helm is done. I, I think this is it. This is their this is their ace in the hole. This, this is every other cliche in the book you want to call it. This is it, and and I think that that would be fascinating with how much pressure then gets put on Manchester City as a whole to excel again, not just in the league but also in the Champions League. Well, and that's right. That this, this move, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. This move is not made to win the to win the Premier League. Right. This is very similar to Ronaldo going to Juventus. This mm-hmm. is this is the guy who's supposed to put you over the top. Absolutely, and and to one of your earlier points, with with how everybody in the league will then be gunning for City because they want to prove themselves against Lionel Messi, and they want to mm-hmm. do this and that. Now, not not that they weren't already given getting everybody's best shot, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the team who at one point was on pace to obliterate. The points record in the Premier League, who finished with, I believe, 18 points up still on the rest of the league, and mm-hmm. is the current title holders of England, all of a sudden get to go into the next season as somewhat of a, from a a hype mm-hmm. standpoint, the underdog. Oh, yeah. Which, which is insane, because before this, it was, I think, before this was a possibility, I, I don't know if you felt the same way. I, I think you might. But I think our thoughts would have been the Premier League is once again they're going to come down to Man City and Liverpool fighting it out. And maybe one breaks away from the pack, as we saw this past year. But it also may be another close race like we saw two years ago where the difference was one point. That's what we thought. And now, again, from a story standpoint, not from a talent standpoint, not from a how well are they playing standpoint, but from a hype standpoint. Liverpool goes into the season as I think a fairly quote unquote big underdog to City again. And well, I think no. I was just just to finish up, I think when you have so many teams who can fall prey to what I think I think it was Bill Simmons who coined it, the disease of more. Where after you win a championship, it's harder to get back up and do it again. It's harder to achieve your goal and then to still have that desire to keep doing it. If this happens, this is a, this is a gift to Jurgen Klopp where he just says, guys, everybody, I, get, I don't want to do a German accent. Everybody's talking about Messi and City. Let's go out there and prove them wrong. It's the easiest sell in the, in, in the world. And I think that this is would be such a gift for Liverpool in a weird way if it happens. Jurgen Klopp is already maybe the greatest motivating manager in in football right now, as is. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, I mean, God, you, you literally look at the last really three seasons of Liverpool Football Club, mm-hmm. the run to the Champions League final, um, 
the run to win the Champions League and to push City literally to the brink. And then this season where they run away with the title. To keep a team playing on that edge that they played for three years has been an incredible thing. And and everybody in the locker room, in the front office, everyone gives all the credit. They give the credit to Jurgen Klopp because he is such a motivating factor. Liverpool are a team and a club right now that Klopp is so good at you know, everyone can be saying how great you are and Klopp is going to find a chip for their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So Manchester City had already been established as the odds-on favorite by the betters, by the bookies, to win the Premier League mm-hmm. this season. Yep, we so talked about that last week. Already, right, there was already that you know sense of, hey guys, you know, we just won the league and nobody respects us, blah, blah, blah. And that was already going to be there anyway. If you now bring Lionel Messi onto this squad, oh, Jurgen Klopp is probably licking his lips even more than if they were saying, guess what, Liverpool's getting Messi. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about wars and you want to talk about ghosts and chips to go on shoulders. I mean, up until maybe a few weeks ago, the worst night of Messi's career as a Barcelona yeah. player was Anfield a season ago. Mm-hmm. That was like, and he would tell you, he's like, yeah, that, that was the worst moment of my Barcelona career. Now, mm-hmm. 8-2 may have taken that cake at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> but going to Anfield, just knowing the, the, the barest minimum of things they had to do to go through and then getting knocked out was just devastating for him. Um, now you bring him in, and that match, which is already so hyped anyway, with good reason, I would say, mm-hmm. that match goes to another level because now you've got all these Liverpool players who, I mean, who on that team has fear of Messi? Yeah. I mean, we beat Messi. You know, we, we took Messi's best shot and we beat their ass. Um, now, yes, he scored against Liverpool, but he's, I mean, he scored on a great free kick, don't get me wrong, but. I mean, it's not like Messi has. It's not like Messi has some mystique over Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And now you give Jurgen Klopp a reason to say they already disrespected you. Now look what they're saying about us. Now they really disrespected you. I mean, you could get a Liverpool team that coming off a European Championship, basically holding four of the major trophies in world football at one time, to being that disrespected, and I'm sorry, if Messi comes in, what else the hell is anyone talking about going into the Premier League? Absolutely. With I mean, there's reason. not going to be anything. They'll be like, oh, yeah, and for the last three minutes of the show, uh, Liverpool should finish second, United will finish third, uh, Chelsea will finish fourth, Spurs will finish fifth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we're not going to worry about them because we've just lit Lionel Messi's nutsack for the last three hours. Um, oh, my God, it is a perfect storm. And also another thing with Klopp, Klopp hates when his team plays as a favorite. He hates when everybody's patting them on the back telling them how great they are. Klopp loves being able to motivate and say, you know what, let's go prove somebody wrong. Like you said, this City signing the best player possibly of all time could be the boom that Liverpool needs to push them back over the top again. It could absolutely be. In a in the worst way, City may have ended up dooming themselves 
at least in the league. We'll see in the Champions League. All good goals. Um, other things to talk about, of course. Uh, Harry Maguire in the news this week. Oh, uh, slabhead. Um, very interesting stories coming out of Greece, um, depending on who is telling the story, whether it's the Greek officials and police or if it's United and Harry Maguire's camp. Um, something happened at a club in on the Greek island of Cyrus um, when uh, Harry Maguire was on holiday after United uh, was eliminated from the Europa League. Um, there, there was an altercation. Uh, Maguire and his brother and I have one of their family friends were taken to a police station where something happened and he was arrested along with his uh, his brother and uh, their the friend. Um, this is a bonkers story. He has been charged and he has been found guilty by Greek uh, by the Greek courts. Uh, apparently this happened within the span of like two days. And uh, Maguire's um, lawyers, including one who was actually hired, um, who's from Greece and wor- works in Greece um, for th- for the defense, um, was basically given all the the which was not much, but all the evidence from the prosecutors like two hours before the trial started. And you're like, well, good luck, good. L-. And then there's you know there's reports that there were no body cameras turned on. There was no CCTVs on at the uh, the incident. Um, there has been some police footage that has not been released of, uh, as McGuire claims, the police uh, beating him and his two other people that he was with. Um, the police, of course, deny that. And, of course, that evidence was not entered into trial. Uh, this is a really weird, wild story. Um and as much as we like to make fun of Harry Maguire, and you know, still do, uh, this is this is one where the more I read about this West, the more I'm starting to think I, I don't know that Harry Maguire is was the perfect angel, but a lot of what the Greek officials are saying doesn't really make sense either. And there's a shocking, I would say, lack of evidence to corroborate their claims. And um, now, obviously, this will not affect. Um, him, the sentence has been commuted to a fine instead of 21 months uh, jail time. But this is this is obviously a story, Wes, United, and to an extent the England national team, as we found out the last two days, did not need heading into the season. Well, and, you know, talking about the footage, it has come out that the Greek police oh, reviewed the CCTV footage of Harry Maguire's fight, and subsequently okay. they've released the defender and awarded a penalty to Manchester United. Why did I let you bait me? Also, my favorite breaking news, Greek police have set bail for Harry Maguire at 5,000 pounds. Man United have offered 3,000 pounds plus Jesse Lingard and Bill Jones. Uh, You think think, uh, Liverpool fans haven't had fun with this one, Ed? Oh, my. Oh, my. Um... (laughs) I mean, in all seriousness, it is some shady salmon shit. Very. Um, and I mean, to go to trial that quickly and have a verdict that quickly. Yeah. What the hell? Very little actual evidence. Exactly. It's just like, well, he said it. Well, he said it must be true. 
I mean, I've heard things as crazy as Harry Maguire saying he thought he was being kidnapped. Well, from because from what I read, the some of the reports was the there was an incident that happened at the club. Maguire had hired a personal driver from whatever resort they were staying at. Mm-hmm. One a un a non-uniformed Greek policeman told the driver of the vehicle that Air, uh, Maguire was taking around to take them to the police station. And apparently this police station wasn't marked as a police station. And again, these people, according to the reports, weren't uniformed officers. And they just start, like, beating on them <laughs> and then kicking them. And you're like, what the, f- what the fuck was going on? There was talking about uh, one of the, the either the sister or a, a female friend was drugged. And that's what started the whole thing at the club. Like, this, this story is bonkers. I mean, really, it's 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 complete insanity, and you know, unfortunately for Harry Maguire, it comes at a time where you know the season's about to get going. It's been the most ludicrous year on date ever. Yep. Ever, I'm talking the entire Greek calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be the Greek calendar, but anyway. Um, and and now this is happening. The quick turnaround. The Premier League's about to start. They're going to have international matches. He's been dropped from that. Um, it looks bad for Harry Maguire. That said, United have and and I'm being serious here. Not not making a joke. Yes. Um, yes. United have said due to the appeal process being put into place that Harry Maguire is now at this point no longer guilty of a crime and he will remain the United captain for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. For whatever that means, but um, you know, it, it's going to be a story to follow. I mean, once again, it was a commuted sentence, so you know, as long as Harry Maguire didn't go back to Greece and do something stupid, he was going to be yeah. fine. You know, after this, I don't know if Harry Maguire will, will ever sit <laughs> back in Greece. So, um, and hell, he might not be able to actually. You know, yeah. So, now I, I will throw this out here, and this is just something to keep in the back pocket um, with him being convicted of a crime in that country and being there on a passport. You know, there have been times before where players have been denied access into a country to play a match due to having sure. an outstanding warrant or being convicted of a crime. Uh, I think it happened to um, of all people, Alexis Sanchez a few years ago. Uh, on on a U.S. tour, I believe I have him on the U.S. tour. Oh yeah, odd entry into the country. Let's just hypothetically say that um, United are playing um, Olympiacos in a Champions League, um, you know, group match. I wonder if uh, there would be any um, pushback to Harry Maguire even being able to enter the country at this point. Yeah, obviously that's a remote possibility. Um, you know, it's more likely that they end up in Europa and they play Panathinaikos or something. Mm. Uh, after Christmas. Uh, that's just kind of something to keep in your back pocket, just in case something does happen. Yeah. And uh, just real quick, yes, it was uh, Sanchez did not get to come to the uh, United States back in 2018 for the mm-hmm. United American Tour. Uh, because Spanish authorities in 2016 accused Sanchez of committing tax fraud. That that mm-hmm. big old 
thing that I think everybody who's famous in Spain has now been convicted of, <laughs> at least once, uh, if not more. So yes, that is that is that story. Um, also, Do some you of even course, make money in Spain if you haven't been convicted of uh, or accused of tax evasion. That's how you know you've made it, really. Um, also, some big moves going on that have actually been done. Uh, ben Shilwell is moving from Leicester to Chelsea for about 50 million euros. Uh, Rodrigo is moving from Valencia to Leeds in a 30 million euro deal. That was a really big one. Um, as, as you mentioned, Wes, and was mentioned in a couple other places, uh, James Rodriguez might be moving from Real Madrid to Everton to reunite with Carlo Ancelotti. Okay. Uh, there was also, uh, let me see, what were the other ones? Uh, Chelsea also signed Malang Sar. Uh, coming the the France under twenty one player coming over, and uh, Kai Havertz might be finally coming over to Chelsea. That might be finally wrapping up on a one hundred million euro deal. Um, so busy, busy times for Chelsea. Apparently today, uh, Chelsea has agreed on uh, Ben Chilwell. I did mention that. That was that was actually the oh, first one. I'm sorry, no, I'm, no problem. I was I was looking for something else, and um, yeah, go ahead. No problem. Uh, yeah, on a 50 million uh, transfer over from Leicester. So yeah, Wes, big, big week though for Chelsea. Um, as much as we like to make fun of them that as soon as that transfer ban got lifted, they would start spending again. But these actually seem to be, you know, obviously the Havertz deal is gigantic. But these seem to be deals that look to shore up some of the things that Chelsea was lacking. Except for goalie. <laughs> yeah, they ain't fixing that well, they can fix it, but ain't nobody taking Keppa. And they, the thing is, they want their they want their money back for Keppa. Yes, good they luck. They to sell Keppa. They want they want the price they pay for it. <laughs> okay, that's cute. Cool. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, some big, a little big American player news. Uh, Anthony Robinson is moving from Wigan uh, up to Fulham, so he'll be playing in the Premier League. And uh, there was one more. Oh, uh, Weston McKinney. Looks like he's going from Schalke Nolfier to Juventus. So big yeah. move for the for the U.S. born uh, player. who had a good season. A, uh, yeah, looks like it's going to be a uh, loan move with, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's an option to buy or an obligation to buy. might be an obligation to buy. I think it's option. I think the last okay. time I saw it was an option. Might be. Might be. That's big time, man. I mean, that's freaking huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we talk about um, Pulisic going to Chelsea. And that's really big. You know, Chelsea, one of the biggest teams in the world, one of the biggest teams in England. Juventus is the biggest team in Italy. Oh, yeah. And not only that, you're playing with that dude, Ronaldo. <laughs> yes. So you know there are going to be eyes on him. Big time, really big time. Absolutely. So so big ups to him if the, if he can make that happen. Again, ha- did have a good season over at, uh, at, over at 0-4 over there in Germany. So... Good on him to uh, to make that move if possible and keep on moving up. And and maybe the future will start to look a little brighter for the United States men's national team. Maybe. <laughs> and I, I may have missed you say this one as well, because once again, when you were going through my – did you mention Tiago Silva? I did not mention Tiago Silva. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, apparently Tiago Silva is very close to signing a, uh, a two-year deal with Chelsea. <laughs> uh, it would be on a free. He is a free agent at this point. So, um, I mean, that could be another one. So it would be really interesting. I mean, obviously one of the better, one of the best defenders in the world over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, since his move from AC Milan to PSG. 
Um, you know, for Chelsea, it would be a it would be really really awesome player to bring in experience wise. Um, I just wonder with Thiago Silva, talent wise, I think he could play no problem. Um, but he's thirty six, yeah, and he does have a bad injury history. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's I mean, if they're getting him on a free, depending on how much they're paying him, of course, who gives a shit? Apparently, so. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a low. Yeah, it's kind of a low uh, risk, high mm-hmm. reward move for Chelsea. Absolutely, so, and that's uh, just keep stocking up people. And that was another thing they did kind of lack last year was a lot of depth. So mm-hmm. if they can, if they can keep that up, that'd be uh, really good. Still need depth depth of goalie though. Um, uh, I'm never gonna let it go. I'm never gonna stop making fun of Kappa ever. No, it's not happening. No, I mean unless he suddenly turns into Allison, but. Other than the one name thing, I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of yeah. Liverpool, uh, there is still the um, the rumor sitting out there hot and heavy about Thiago Alcantara. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, man. After the Champions League final, <laughs> you can bring him on. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I pay that man. Bring him on. That would be cool. <laughs> you want to talk about putting another bullet in Liverpool's chamber. Good God almighty. That's a, that's a damn silver bullet right there. That dude has got it. Ooh, he's got it. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's a crazy transfer market time as teams get revved up for the uh, the upcoming season, which is, again, very close. Very close. Just, uh, I think, three weeks away um, from our, our next sled of match. Zero one or two, two weeks? No, two weeks. Two, two, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Is where where we are. So I mean, go in and start filling in my calendar this weekend with uh, my Liverpool matches. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, that's that'll do it for that. Um. Of course, want to pimp the athletic. Uh, Wes, any any articles in the prem or not the prem in the athletic you want to pimp this week? The pram. Uh, throw it out the pram. Let me let me look real quick. I, man, I didn't even think I haven't looked at the athletic in a couple of days. Uh. Run them a little, run them a little part-time gig out there. I haven't had time to. Touch. Mm. Um, mm. There was an interesting story. No final glory, but PSG are now part of Europe's elite. Um, that was an interesting one. Uh, how buying better made Bayern better. Mm. good talks about the overhaul of their uh, their transfer policy over the last few years. Uh, how do Leeds avoid a Norwich style um, thrashing at Anfield on the opening day? Yeah, good luck. For those of you who like the tactics, well, you know, Leeds. Yeah, it's interesting. Leeds is that Leeds that was let's say good luck than a good luck. Leeds is not your, I don't think Leeds is your typical team coming up from the championship. Or at least they could be, they could be. We'll see. Um, uh, a baseball one for you guys witness the dawning of the Giants' Mike Yastrzemski major league superstar. Ooh. Obviously, plays for the San Francisco Giants. So, yeah, we don't, and especially <laughs> this season with nobody coming east, um, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Man, Mike Yastrzemski, of course, grandson of, uh, well, until uh, Cabrera did it, the last Triple Crown winner in the American League, uh, Red Sox legend Carl Yastrzemski. Uh, this is his grandson, and holy shit, he is making Grandpa proud because he has turned into one it's of the good. absolute best hitters in baseball. Mm-hmm. So, so fun one there. Uh, last one, just to throw out the Notre Dame Clemson talent gap. How far apart are the temporary ACC rivals? 
it's kind of interesting, you know, if you give two shits about Notre Dame, which <laughs> fuck Notre Dame. But anyway, uh, of course, your typical uh, college football coverage is God, it's good. Ari Weiserman is like my go-to guy every week now uh, when it comes to recruiting uh, and just keeping up with uh, the ever-changing face of college football at this point. Yeah, very, very rapidly changing. By yes. the hour almost sometimes. Um, so mine is going to be uh, an interesting story that I, I wasn't really aware of. Uh, this is by Brittany Garoli. Uh, fans allowed at an alternate site, but still mm. not scouts? Question mark. Um, this is this is really only a story that could be written in 2020. Um, but and and normally I'm not one to really side with scouts all that much. We we have a very odd relationship. Um, but yeah, this is uh this is one where I can finally say like yeah, this is a. This is an interesting little subplot that's not getting talked about a whole lot um, in terms of fans being at an alternate site, um, but still not scouts. So go check that out. That's uh, that's by Brittany Garoli over there on The Athletic and just so much great stuff on The Athletic. They're still counting down the uh, the top Premier League players of all time. Uh, Peter Schmeichel comes in at number 17. Um, I, I don't think that's maybe a too big of a surprise to anybody that he was there, but he comes in ahead of Bex at number 18. So that was that was big. And then, of course, since we've been on the air, uh, one of our, our company namesakes, the company, Vincent, <laughs> uh, comes in at number 21 on the list. So, uh, yeah, bit interesting, interesting list. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne also in at number 24. Um, right ahead of Mo Salah at 25. So there's definitely some good current players on the list already already mm-hmm. making it up there, the the list there in the Premier League. And still those two guys, especially uh, Salah and De Bruyne, st- still, got some, still got some years left, I think, in the Premier League. So they, they still have time to write their story uh, a little I'll bit more. Them them. If, they, if they want to stay around, we'll put it that way. Yes, yes. That, that's, it's, not, it's not lack of interest from England. <laughs> Apparently, Barcelona needs some new players. What? Why is that? Oh man, a lot. Of, they need a lot of things over there. They. Oh, that's that is a delicious, delicious, lovely mess over there in Barcelona, and I am yeah. loving it. Amber, you have you read uh, "Welcome to the Mourinho Show"? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I'm I'm actively avoiding the documentary. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to. I saw they posted pictures of the the premiere that I think was either yesterday or today. Um, good for them. I I hope it's great. I read I think like three lines in the email that I got sent this morning with the article in it, and I'm just like, all right, I'm good. That's I I don't care. I don't care. I'm well, sorry. And of course, I hate to say, at the end of the day, it's never going to be uh, being Liverpool. Yeah. Unless <laughs> you get Daniel Levy uh, riding around the streets of London on his uh, Harley Davidson. Oh, we need Josie. Josie needed to bust out some envelopes. <laughs> Josie, we also need to go in Josie's house and see him playing a uh, baby grand piano and, uh, <laughs> and having a uh, portrait of himself, <laughs> which that would not shock me one bit that Josie has a portrait of himself hanging over the fire. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dear, it's so good. Um, oh, Rod, Jenny, and Aaron never going to let that down. <laughs> um what about uh let's hit the watch for OS and wrap up this episode of the podcast what you watching in the week that was or the week that will be 
Uh, for Old West folks, just have not had a ton of time to add anything this week. Uh, continue. Um, I'm just about done with season one of The Shield. Mm-hmm. God, Jesus, a great freaking television show. I'm so excited. I have like seven more seasons of it to go. I'm really excited about that, actually. <laughs> um, <clears throat> watched a couple of movies over the weekend with the uh, uh, the sports show princess here at the house. Uh, we watched Jumanji 1 and 2 even though they're not known as Jumanji 1 or 2, whatever, the two newer ones with uh, oh, okay. <laughs> with Dwayne Johnson starring in them. Um, <clears throat> Jack Black. Um, what is her name? Karen Gillian? Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian, Gillian. Yep. Gillian that's right. Um, who I pointed out to uh, Lynn. That Lynn, that's Nebula. Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> and, of course, uh, the epic of epic Kevin Hart. Um, Just out of curiosity, real quick, does as uh, Karen does she have her normal like Scottish accent in those movies, or is she American accent? Uh, American accent. Okay, American accent. Um, they're 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 fun movies. Both of them are fun movies. Neither one of them, I don't think, won any Academy Awards for anything. (laughs) Shocker. Uh, I mean, go figure. It's Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. I mean, (laughs) what are we expecting here? But they're they're both really fun. Really fun views. Um. You know, with with Corona still doing its thing, we're not really allowed to go to the movie theaters yet, even though that's kind of about to start opening back up next. Yeah. Um, you know, something to watch at home. You could do a lot worse than the than those two Jumanji movies. Um, I got sucked into uh, this past week. Uh, AGDQ. Actually, I guess technically this was SGDQ, which was Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, it's a twice yearly um week of people streaming uh speed runs of different video games uh, and they do it for charity they do one usually around early in the year which is called agdq uh, i think it's awesome games done quick and then in the summer they do sgdq summer games done quick um this year they were raising money for uh, doctors without borders uh and in the week i believe they raised just over 2.3 million dollars um so that was that was really cool to watch um a lot of my favorite games were were run and a lot of games that i had never heard of such as homie the clown was spent was speed run you never uh, heard of homie the clown i've i'd never heard of homie the clown we don't play that game <laughs> now, now i know that was an old uh, that was an old damon wayans in living color uh, sketch <laughs> oh i think i remember that now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay Okay, I understand that now. Uh, yeah, so there was there was weird games like that, and then there was like your normal games, like um, uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild had another speed run. This was uh, petting all the dogs, um, and then it closed out in a cool thing with the uh, the latest Pokemon game, Pokemon Sword and Shield for the Nintendo Switch, um, a, a full run through of that game in a couple hours, and uh, that's where they got to the big two million mark. So, you know, it's it's you know, it's video games, yeah, it's whatever. But to see a group of people, and I think at any given time, there'd usually be about sixty to 70,000 people watching the stream. Um, to see everybody coming together and, and donating their money, especially this year when times are especially hard with corona, um, to still be so generous with their money for a great cause like Doctors Without Borders uh, was really great to see. And it was like this really uplifting moment in this year of absolute shit. So thank you, AGDQ, for uh, for still having your week. Obviously, they would normally all get together and they'd 
do it in like a hotel ballroom and everybody would sit on a couch while playing and there'd be an audience. But this year, of course, just everybody did it and streamed it from their own houses as they were playing. So very, very cool, very technically impressive to pull off that kind of production from so many different houses across the country. So big ups to them. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I've really, really enjoyed AGDQ. A lot of fun. Can't wait for the next one, I guess, next January, when hopefully maybe Corona will sort of be gone. Sort of, maybe we'll have a vaccine. Well, yeah, it'll be after the election. (sighs) As we've all decided, after the election, one way or the other, whoever wins after the election, we're going to be done with Corona. So not too worried about things. I wish that was true. Because it's not. It shouldn't be true, but we'll see. I'm still holding out hope that somebody's just talking with us. <laughs> oh, there's the world's getting better, so maybe it is just one big joke. Ah, uh, we're not a big joke though. Even though, oh, who did we make fun of today? Who did we make? Uh, Barcelona's kind of a joke right now. Ah, got him. Um, but we thank you for joining us here on this episode of the Foreign Affair Podcast, episode three twenty nine. Uh, once again, thanks to NGSC Sports as well as uh, them on the social media. You can find us there as well. On Twitter, as a collective, we are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at Wes Bradshaw21. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. And you can find us on, uh, you can email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. As Wes mentioned last week, we're on Spotify through no doings of our own. We're just, we're just on there. I mean, yeah. we're just that damn good. They couldn't not have us. There you go. Um, so, yeah, go check that out anywhere. If you're already listening to this, you already have some method of finding it. But if you just happen to be streaming it on a site and you want it in a more convenient location where you normally listen to podcasts, go check us out. We're, if, you, if you have a way to listen to podcasts, we're probably there. Um, so yeah, we will be back next week to review the Community Shield. Um, we'll fuck, I guess. Now that I'm realizing how close it is to the season, we'll do our one day of reviewing the entire 2019-2020 Premier League teams. We're gonna do it in one episode. Oh, oh, that's gonna be great. I, I can't wait. Um. We will, we will not do all 20 teams. At least talk about all 20 teams, I swear. Um, yeah, because the next week, we have to preview the next season. We can, uh, we can just do a uh, word association with something. <laughs> what color do you think of when you think of Burnley? Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun, though. Um, so that does it. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, that does it for this episode. Before we get out of here, Wes, anything else you want to add? Um, I'd say that we're, we don't we try to stay non-political here, but um, what's gone on up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, is having its ripples uh, going through the world of sports right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all three NBA games that are supposed to be played today have been postponed. I don't know if that's indefinitely. I, I'm seeing so much stuff going that. Players might walk out on the NBA season because of this. There's I, multiple I, MLB I, games finished yeah, or, or, games or suspended. I, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, I understand your want to protest injustice, which it was. 
Um, but at the same time, this is your job. And I don't know many other jobs where if you just decide you're not going to do it because of that, that you have no, I guess, repercussion to it. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on how this plays out. Uh, across, it looks like over a couple of um, uh, of sports, obviously, with baseball getting in on it as well. So whew, something to keep an eye on there. Um, oh, something to end, to end on a lighter note. To end on a lighter note. We, we want to end on something light. Um, so, of course, uh, Bayern Munich, as we have talked about endlessly, uh, won the Champions League. They beat PSG. So, of course, you know, the people in Munich were excited. They partied out in the streets. Things were great. Uh, in Paris, I think like 130 people were arrested for rioting after PSG lost. But the best celebration of them all, I believe, goes to the city of Marseille, where they hate PSG so much that they actually partied in the streets because PSG <laughs> did not win the Champions League. Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, that's I mean, that's literally like you know, around our area, say you know UNC loses in the NCAA final for basketball, Duke literally shuts down because Durham was partying so hard. That don't yeah. really happen. So kudos to those Marseille fans. Um, you guys kicked ass. That was great. Absolutely. Um, and and not to take too much down another dark road after you brought us back to to the lighter oh, side. Uh, but but this is this is not a political thing though but this is a a somewhat serious thing um with hurricane laura um becoming a category four storm um please to any of you who do happen to be listening to this podcast um and and are in the path of of hurricane laura please 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 be safe uh we are thinking about you here at the all new sports show or yes the only sports show slash a foreign affair podcast and uh you know we can't say hope you're safe but we do, that's all we can say right now is we do hope you're safe and that while there may be loss of property, hopefully there will be as little as possible loss of life. Um, that is that is the most important thing. So to all you guys out there, stay safe, um, wash your hands, and, you know, on Saturday, if, if you can watch it, enjoy some football. Just batten down the hatches, Nola. Yeah. We're with you guys. We always are. Uh, Good night, everybody. Just get some sleep. Yeah, God, that that didn't pop up. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.